You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Oh, welcome to another thrilling episode of TV Tangents, Natalie. Hi, Rebecca. Today, we're going back to April 8th, 1990. Mm -hmm. Um, George Bush is president. Love Will Lead You Back by Taylor Dane. It's the number one song on the radio. I I know that song. Love Will Lead You Back. Someday you will find it. Love Will Lead You Back to My Arms. Where You Belong. (laughs) I miss that song. Me too. That's one of those songs that, like, the kids who are all about retro, they don't know that song. Oh, true. My niece is listening to 80s music now, and she wants... She told me she's been listening to Vixen and Heart. And wow. that's it. Wow. But that's, Vixen's pretty, you know, like, obscure for, yeah. but she's, yeah, so she's probably listening to whatever my sister's having her listen to, but still. That's pretty awesome. So you're right. Taylor Dane. Oh. I love Taylor Dane. I do too. Um, okay. Also, I'm about to turn 15. Oh. In April of 1990. April of 1990. Oh my gosh. I would be, I'd be 12. Cute. Cute. Um, and there's a new show coming on called uh-huh. The Twin Peaks, and it is unlike any show that has ever been on. For sure. Now, I didn't watch Twin Peaks in its original run. In fact, I'd never seen it. I had never seen it either. I'd seen Firewalk With Me, the movie, mm. because my husband loves it. Okay. Um, but I always thought that Twin Peaks was like a mini series type of a thing. I felt like it was on a lot longer. Like, I just remember it being talked about. Um, I thought, well, and even recently before we watched it, I thought it was going to just be a very, I don't want to say crime Mm show-like, but kind of, you know, now I've watched other crime shows and different things. I thought it was going to be, I guess, a little like it is, but I don't... I I I didn't expect Wasn't expecting supernatural element of it yeah me neither even having seen fire walk with me which i don't really remember that well yeah i did not know this was going to be i'll just say it the most bizarre thing i've ever watched (laughs) the most bizarre thing i've ever watched and i'm still to this very moment confused i also okay i'm also confused about the seasons. Mm-hmm. So season one is like seven episodes. Yeah. Like season eight. two yeah. is like 30 episodes yeah. or 28 yeah. or something. It, or 22. Which, which happened. So there was 22 in mm-hmm. season two and I think eight. And so it's 30 total episodes, I think is what it was. Which sometimes happens, I think, when they do, especially if it started in April. That tells me they ran episodes to the end of like a yeah. regular TV. And then they were like, oh, this is good. We'll <laughs> renew it. Oh, hello. We'll renew it. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But then I watched it, and I don't... It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine it's the 90s, and you've never seen this kind of show. You're used to watching either crime dramas mm-hmm. or sitcoms and True. stuff that is wrapped up neatly at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. And this one is not because we're trying to figure out who murdered somebody. Right. So Twin Peaks is labeled as a mystery horror drama series. It ran from 90 to 91, and it was created by Mark Frost and David Lynch. It started as an investigation into the death of the homecoming queen, Laura Palmer. 
And uh, the FBI then sends in Special Agent Dale Cooper to work with local Sheriff Harry S. Truman. Um, It was followed by the 1992 prequel film, like we said, Fire Walk With Me, which I did not require you to watch, Natalie. Correct. But you can if you want to. I I may. I don't know. Does it help me figure anything else out that I just watched? I don't don't know that it has any additional information, Mm. but... I felt like, so I hadn't watched Firewalk with me since I was like 20, maybe. So I felt like I already knew who the killer was, but then I wasn't even sure while watching the show if I knew anymore. Mm. It's very confusing. Very confusing, and I, as we get into it, I don't, yeah, like there are people, I still don't know what their whole purpose in the show was. I I was watching, you know, the end of it actually this morning, and I, I was like... I don't even know that lady's name right now and i don't know what she was even doing the whole time so yeah there's there's a lot of people in it and it so they created it with laura palmer's death being just the catalyst for this show but not the main focus of the entire show so right. that's why it seems weird that you have side things side stories going on and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out how they relate to this murder yes Without realizing that they, they're not supposed to. They don't. And I thought the same thing the whole time. I was like, okay, well, this has to be a reason. And everybody's going to have... I thought for sure we were going to see, like, every person on the show was going to have some kind of motive. Right. Or there would be some tie-in with somebody they knew that had a motive. Like, yeah. And I... Yeah, you're right. That's why I think I was so confused in the beginning. I'm like, so what are these people doing? I don't understand what's happening here. So, yeah. And it may be because we know looking back on it and that Twin Peaks has been very popular it's like a cult classic and so we always hear about Twin Peaks as being the show about the murder of Laura Palmer right. so maybe if we watched it from the right we watched true. it in the 90s we saw there's a murder mm-hmm. and then and then there's a show about this town called Twin Peaks yeah I, you're right and I thought that was going to be the whole thing I thought for sure it was just going to be that 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 all the time and me too which is interesting because every episode just about ends with a picture of her and the music yeah but even after we find out who killed Laura Palmer it keeps going yeah they, so they could have stopped there it but def- <laughs> definitely could have well, stopped there we'll get to the second season mm-hmm. so it's a cool show it has a cool score Mm-hmm. And the music is always there, but you kind of forget it's there because it's just, like, taking you into this mood. Yeah. And since it's set in Washington, it feels very, like, cold and rainy mm-hmm. and mellow and mysterious. Definitely a place I wish I could stay, though. It seemed like that kind of cool log cabininess to it and everything. I just, I don't, yeah. I you know like, what it reminded me of? That, that log cabin where he was staying, the hotel? Uh, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, <laughs> the Antler Inn. Yes. Is that place still standing? I'm sure it is. Oh. I'm sure it is. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're at the Antler so Inn. Cool. Yeah, that's a cool hotel. The score for the show is written by composer Angelo Bedalamenti with David Lynch. And the vocals were provided by Julie Cruz. She's the blonde lady who was on stage singing sometimes in the bar. Oh, okay. Okay. In the movie, um, the main theme, Falling, has lyrics. I think they might have had her singing it sometime in mm. the show, Yeah, too. I was going to say, I didn't even realize there were lyrics. And in the last episode, 
um, jazz vocalist Jimmy Scott is also singing. So there's just those two vocals, I think. I did like the music. The music did. Yeah, it's it'll cool. always tie in, and that's why it, it's it's very. I don't even want to use the word haunting because this series is very bizarre. But it's that was actually almost comforting mm-hmm. that music because it was like it was the beginning theme, which you know if you watch it on the Netflix, it just skips over that. If you watch multiples in a row, but um, it's. But yeah, they play it little in little scenes where that were supposed to kind of either be like romantic or yeah, whatever kind of too. Sweet sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this music is very. And I've always I've known that music as long as I've known my husband because mm. he would listen to it all the time. Interesting. And he had like a couple Julie Cruz albums. Hmm. So it's great music, even if you've never seen this show. Yeah. The town of Twin Peaks is said to be five miles south of the Canadian border and 12 miles west of the state line. Mm. P.S. I have been to Washington. It's a great state. It is cold and damp. Mm-hmm. And it looks in this show to be cold and damp. Yes. And every time they're outside, all I can think of is that when I was in Washington, <laughs> I was wearing a heating pad under my clothes the whole time. <laughs> and it was in April. Oh, my gosh. And my co- I was like, my cousin wanted to go to a museum. And I was like, well, why don't we wait until it's not raining? Because part of the museum was outside. And she goes, it's not raining. It was misting. <laughs> And I was like, if there's water coming out of the sky, it's (laughs) raining. It's just life there. That's Uh, how they deal. Yeah, not a big fan of Mm -hmm. being in Washington, but it's very I haven't been to Washington, but I was in Oregon, and it's pretty much the same. I've heard it's the same. Yeah. But the exterior stock footage was shot in Washington State, but most of the scenes where the actors are outside was in Mm -hmm. Malibu, California. Oh, shocking. Um, and then in a warehouse in the San Fernando Valley is where they shot the indoor scenes, which is surprising because it does look very Washington mm-hmm. when they're outside and it does look wet. Yeah, it does. And it looks, I mean, yeah, totally authentic. Like that's where they would be filming. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. But huh. the pilot was two hours when you add in the commercials mm-hmm. and it was the highest rated TV movie for the eighty nine ninety season. Oh, wow. And it aired on Thursday night opposite Cheers. What? Yeah. That reduced uh, Cheers ratings for that night. Wow. Because everybody was tuned into Twin Peaks, right? But by the third episode, 14% of those viewers had gone back to Cheers. Mm. Because they kind of had the same audience. Yeah. And its first season received 14 Emmy nominations. It won for costume design and editing. Oh, and it was the first show to focus on cinematography and give, like, a movie-like experience. But now we kind of expect that from everything that we watch. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's not a sitcom, it's going to have to be like I'm watching a movie. <laughs> That's true. This is kind of yeah, how people feel. It's going to have to be good. The most confusing thing, I think, in the first season is that there are so many characters. Yeah. And a lot of them, there are a lot of characters that look like another character that's true too because i started to like you know make notes because i was like wait what's that person's name okay now who is this and what and yeah i -hmm. couldn't tell and then i didn't know if the girls the people were actually in high school for a minute and because i was like but wait this girl is is she in high school but i think she's married and i I was like i don't i'm so confused yeah um oh what was her name 
Shelly. Shelly. Shelly was married. I think she, I'm assuming she had just graduated from high school. Okay. And she knew Bobby from high school. Okay. Because Bobby was still in Bobby high school. Bobby was still in high school. So she was married to Leo. Yeah. And she was it's a big D-bag. Possibly, yeah. Possibly just graduated. So I guess that would make sense because then um, Audrey and... Oh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> I forget what her name is. I got so um, many names here. Wait a minute. I know. Wait a minute. Everybody's yelling at us right now. Donna. Donna. So yeah, Donna and Audrey were pretty much classmates, I yeah. think, right? So Audrey was still And in they're two of the characters that look so much alike look. that at first I was like, wait, which one is this? Right. And had I not recognized both of them from all their other stuff that they've been in in life, uh-huh. I would have probably thought the same thing. But especially Audrey, I just know her, especially from random times that she's been in sitcoms and or other shows that I've watched. Uh, Audrey is played by Cheryl Finn. Yes. And Donna is played by Lara, Lara Flynn, Flynn Boyle, Boyle who played the psycho Hosby Stacy in Wayne's World. That's what I most know her from. Mm. Well, I can tell you that Cheryl and, or whatever, Fenn, who plays Audrey, um, was actually on an episode of Cheers. And I think we talked really? about that on our Cheers episode. Did we? She played, uh, I feel like, a cousin of Carla's son's girlfriend, or I can't remember. <laughs> when she came in, I was like, oh my gosh, I know her. She also plays Ginger on Friends. Went with the prosthetic leg. Ginger with the prosthetic leg. When uh, she is dating Chandler and they find out that oh, she dated oh, Joey. Oh, yes. And okay. he threw her leg I on did, the fire. I, I didn't recognize her from that. I didn't recognize her from anything. I'm and she awful. also plays a lady who is tries to marry a very, very young, young man on Law & Order SVU. So... <laughs> So all the shows I watch, she had a part in at some point. So I was like, oh, I know her. <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of these people were in a lot of shows you yes. watch. Because Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, in tons. Who plays a special agent, Dale Cooper. Yes. I remember him from Showgirls, which is why he gives me the heebie-jeebies. And God, he was in yeah. Showgirls. And oh the my Flintstones gosh. movie. The live action one. So I watched Desperate Housewives. I did not. actual uh, mm-hmm. series. So he had a prominent role in that. And he's also been on two episodes of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I know he's in a lot of things. Yeah. But those are the things. Desperate Housewives happened. was a big um, mm-hmm. thing. So, And I did have to mention, though, because I swear she's in one episode. And it, I know it's later on. But um, Brenda Strong... Uh, was in what maybe one episode in season two, and I still don't know what she was doing or why. Um, I'm just, I don't know who that but is. But I know her from also from Desperate Housewives, which I found interesting because of Kyle Mc, McClanahan or whatever his name is. McLaughlin. <laughs> McLaughlin. McClanahan. Um, but, but also, Brenda Strong played uh, Bobby Ewing's new wife on the Dallas reboot. What? So I had oh to go my there. Goodness. But she's in like one episode in season two, mm-hmm. and she shows up and she like drugs uh, the other officer. Oh, that lady. Yeah. Okay. What happened to her? I was, again, I must not have been paying attention because I. It was very weird. Her name was Jones or something. She showed up in one time. She was like, oh, it huh. was something Jones. Yeah. She was like, yeah. She was just like an assistant or something. And then yeah. she, yeah. So I had to talk about her because she was also in Desperate Housewives. And Michael Onkeen, I think that's how you say it, is uh, Sheriff Harry S. Truman. Mm. He was in the crime drama series The Rookies in the early 70s. Machin um, mm. Amik, who is my husband's celebrity girlfriend, 
is Shelly Johnson. Okay. Yes, I was going to say, you told me he... She's my husband's John Stamos. She's she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's all right. Um, (laughs) Richard Bamer plays Benjamin Horn. And I don't know if you have seen West Side Story... But he played. <laughs> he played Tony, the one-time leader of the Jets, oh, okay. in the film. Um, who's in love with Maria? He's basically the main guy in okay. West Side Story. Um, I have not seen West Side Story. That's but he also didn't sing in that role. His singing parts were done by Jimmy Brandt. That's just a little aside. Mm. Peggy Lipton played Norma mm-hmm. Jennings, the owner of the Double R Diner, and she's of course in the Mod Squad. Yes. And she was married to Quincy Jones and is Rashida Jones's mom. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. I can totally see it. I can see the resemblance. Yeah. But now that you... Huh. When I saw Peggy Lipton flash across the screen, I was like... I didn't notice her name until like the fourth episode. And I was like, where is Peggy Lipton in this? Huh. Because she looks very different. Yeah. But Interesting. yeah. She passed away last year, though. Huh. Joan Chen is Josie Packard, Mm -hmm. Catherine's sister-in-law and owner of the lucrative Twin Peaks Mill. And she starred in the 1987 film The Last Emperor. And her character was very confusing to me Mm -hmm. because she started out very timid and she didn't have much of a role. Yeah. And then by the end of it, she's like involved with some overseas mafia or something uh, d- yeah li- confused me I, again i, I couldn't follow because earlier i was like oh, i don't have to pay much attention to her she doesn't seem to have right i was like oh super cute and i like that yeah. like, relationship that they had never and i was like oh this is this is fun but i yeah i then was it her brother that came or was that mafia people i guess again. i don't know I don't know. And then comes back. Yeah. Everything about that was like, I I go, I can't follow. (laughs) And Piper Laurie plays Catherine Martell, who is Josie's sister-in-law, who hates Josie because Uh she wants the mill for herself because uh, Josie was married to her brother who had passed away. And she was accusing Josie of killing her brother. Oh, was she? I guess I didn't even... Okay. Yeah, she she was accusing her of that part. killing okay. him and whatever. Okay. Um, it seemed to me like Josie was like... She was very young and she, he was very old and it was seemed like a yeah an arranged kind of a situation. Yeah. It was, was very strange. Yeah. But she was in love with Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. And they were cute together. They were super cute together. But Piper Laurie is an Academy Award-nominated actress, and she also played the mom in the movie Carrie. Okay. I'm tra- There's something else that she's in. She's and, in a lot of things. And I can't a lot, a figure lot it out. And it's like, and it's way later, though, when she was older. Sure. And I feel like maybe it was just like a, an appearance on a sitcom or something. Maybe. Or in a movie. I'll have, to, I'll have to figure that out at some point. Um, we've got, let's see, Kimmy Robertson plays Lucy. I love her. I, and I was just gonna say, I love Lucy. One um, of the only yeah. storylines, like side storylines, mm-hmm. that really got my attention yes. was her and what's his name, uh, the deputy Andy. Yes, uh, uh, it, like 
It was so dumb. She's like, I'm pregnant. He's yeah. like, my sperms don't my work. My sperms don't work. <laughs> and then she's like, well, it might be this guy might from be the also, department store. Right. Might also be this Ian Buchanan who's on soap operas who when oh, he came I in, I know. was like, what's happening? Why is Ian Buchanan in this? It's so funny with his strange British almost accent. Yes. He, oh my gosh. <laughs> but he's and, from uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> God. He was also a bizarre figure. And then towards the end, yeah, he then he was over it. He's like, oh, good. Congratulations. Done yeah. with you. Okay, like, I bye. don't, yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to, it's the 90s, so I'm just going to let one of you be yeah, the dad. Like, I've decided it's going to be you. So I, I was like. <laughs> I left. I but love those two Andy. were so cute together. <laughs> or not yeah, Sheriff Andy, both, Deputy Sheriff yeah. Andy. They were both kind of like. Yeah. She is so funny. He cries a lot, too. Wasn't he crying at the very beginning when they found Laura? Yeah, he did. He did cry. Um, Russ Tamblin plays Dr. Lawrence Jacoby, mm. the wacky psychiatrist who's obsessed with Hawaii. Also. His daughter wacky. is Amber Tamblin. Do you know who that is? She no. was in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, I haven't seen that. And he also was in West Side Story. Oh. Weird. Yeah, apparently I need to see that. Um, let's see. Wendy Roby is Nadine Hurley, Big Ed's wife, mm-hmm. who had the most annoying storyline. By far. I, By far. Okay, there were two parts of this show that I fast forward over. One was when uh, Ben Horn was reliving Civil War battles. Yeah. I fast forwarded over a lot of that. Yeah. And then when Nadine was being a teenager. Yeah. I was like, why is this happening? So did I watch that? Did she get a head injury? Is that how that started? That she all of a sudden, not only was she a teenager, but had superhuman strength? She had superhuman strength and a superhuman libido. I think she got a head injury. Yeah. Because, yeah, it self-corrects when she gets another head injury at the end. (laughs) Um yeah, that, that was so they were like, and then they all just like went with it that she was like, yeah. all of a sudden thinks she's a teenager again and she's in high school and everyone is like, what? And her husband's like, can we get a divorce right. so I can marry yeah. her? He and wanted, she's like, yeah, because yeah. I want to be with this teenager. That was so crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't understand any part of that. That was <laughs> so bizarre. Uh, Mary Jo Chanel plays Eileen, who is Donna's mother, the one in the wheelchair. Okay. Yes. And she is Zoe and Emily Chanel's mom. Okay. She doesn't I, have a big role until the end. Yes. I actually saw her last name somewhere towards the end yeah. that it was in the credits. And I was like, oh, Chanel. I wonder if that's any relation. Yeah. And now that you say that, I guess I didn't even realize it was her. And now that I can, I'm seeing her face and you're, she's looks just like them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm eating one of the cherries that's soaked in whiskey. To your Mai Tai. Mm-hmm. Um, David Lynch, one of the creators of the show, plays uh, Chief Gordon Cole, the guy who comes to Twin Peaks, and he has a hearing the, aid, and he the yells guy that, all the time. The guy that talks like yes, this? he created the show. <laughs> that's amazing. I love the part where he sees um, Shelly, mm-hmm. and she's so beautiful, and she can hear, or he can hear what she's saying. Yeah. And he doesn't have to yell at her. Because at first she doesn't know he can't hear. And she's like, you don't need to talk so yeah. loud. And he's, and he's like, like, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, because she's so beautiful. And they're meant <laughs> to be together. And then they, like, are making out in a booth. And then she's back with Bobby. Right. And first of all, like, <laughs> why were they sitting there? And then all of a sudden he's like, I have to leave tomorrow. But da 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 And then she kisses him. And she's, like, all happy. And I'm like, first of all, this guy is your dad's age. Mm-hmm. So... Don't kiss him, but she does because apparently she's happy that he's happy. 
It was very weird. I thought it was sweet. It was I mean, meant it, was, to be. it was very sweet. I'm trying to open this beer. But oh, good. Sorry. I wasn't sure if it was twist top. But, but yeah, it is. Bobby wasn't having any of that and was super Bobby jealous. Bobby didn't care. Bobby was off with, uh, what's her name? Well, he was jealous there because then that was over with Audrey because, um, because Billy Zane came in. Oh, Billy Zane came in. Did you notice? Okay, so obviously Billy Zane is in this. And did you also notice, though, the guy whose name I don't know, but the guy who set up Jack on the Titanic also was also on for a couple episodes? The gray-haired That's guy? who that was. Let me, okay, I am wondering, too. Okay. So, I was trying. I, I yeah. even looked him up. I was so, like, what is this guy Yeah, him? so I was like, oh, look, there's the guy from Titanic. And then the next episode, Billy Zane shows up. And I was like, wait, hold on. What's happening? Is everyone from Titanic so and West then, Side Story in this show? Do you even understand? I was later talking about something and watching it. And who, now I don't even realize who said this. I feel like it was Shelly, but now I don't know. But somebody says the line, I'd rather be his whore than your wife. Really? And I wrote that down going, where else have I heard that before? And then all of a sudden, the next day, I just turned it on. I saw Billy Zane and it, bam, it clicked. I was like, wow. What? They used that same line in Titanic. They sure did. So I thought that was interesting. What? They must watch this show. I guess. Billy was like, I heard this. them say this line. Maybe <laughs> so we should use this here in the in movie. movie. That I'm also in. I love Billy Zane. Yes. Um, Heather Graham is Annie, who's Norma's mm-hmm. sister, who was in a convent and has forgotten all the ways of the world right. in a couple years. Uh, Robin Lively plays Lana Budding Milford, who is the nymphomaniac who's married to the old guy who <laughs> dies. And she's from, like, a bunch of Disney movies and stuff. Mm, okay. She's in a lot of stuff in the 80s. And, of course, David Duchovny. Yes. You're looking at me funny. No. David Duchovny as DEA agent Denise Bryson, <laughs> who is a transgender DEA agent who assists Cooper. I legit missed the part where he came in, and then I was like, is this, what's happening here? And then... Yeah. Because Cooper was waiting for agent whatever his name was. Yeah. And then... David Duchovny came in as Denise, and Cooper was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then one of the guys was like, I don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, yeah, it's no biggie. But then they did have to do a sting, so he came in dressed as a man. Yes, but then when Agent Cooper was kidnapped, or whatever, when Mm -hmm. those are the random people who wanted to kill everybody, (laughs) again, storylines that couldn't follow (laughs) along, and then shows up dressed as a waitress to yes. like deliver food and they're like oh this isn't suspicious at all it's just a woman and then they let her <laughs> in and he's got a couple guns like yeah. which was awesome yeah it was a crazy wild ride i think i had i i would have liked to have known in the beginning that this isn't all about laura palmer so True. stop trying to True. make it all about it's just about a town yeah well we what we find out a few episodes into season two yeah, so Who we're not going to spoil it for anybody. Okay. But you True. find out very early in season two who killed her. Who killed her. They could have made both seasons, like, seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and then that would have been it. It was such a popular show mm-hmm. that that's cool. But the two creators, they had, like, 
kind of a disagreement over whether they should reveal who it was or not. Mm, Because one of them thought if we reveal it, then the rest of the show won't make any sense or Mm -hmm. people won't care anymore. And the other one thought people are talking about it and they really want to know. So to keep their interest, we have to tell them. But turns out they shouldn't have. Yeah, they and I... Uh, David Lynch says he regrets that he caved and let them mm. reveal who it was because after that we're not there's no mystery really after that no I think they tried to put some in there yeah and it got really bizarre it got very bizarre and it was to, then it seemed yeah it seemed a little manufactured and um so you also didn't warn me oh jeez um, I'm so sorry because I was behind on watching episodes and you told me not to watch the last episode right before bed I did but you didn't tell me about the episode where, well, to reveal some of the information of the show, of course, we won't tell you about the killer, but we'll tell you um, that Leo, who's married to Shelly, first of all, he's like a beater. He's a... Yeah. He's a woman beater. And like a drug dealer. Yeah, and he basically finds out that, like, I think that's when he found out, oh, so Shelly was hiding a gun that she got, Mm -hmm. and she's ready to be, like, done. So her and Billy have been, Billy, right? Bobby. Bobby. (laughs) You're still thinking of Billy's name. I am. So Bobby and her dating on the sly anyway, so he ends up, like, what, tying her up in a warehouse that got set on fire. Mm. So he ends up getting, Leo gets shot. He's attacking Bobby, and he gets shot. By someone else. By someone else. Who also didn't have a real storyline, yeah, except I, he was kind of intermixing. I feel like they would have developed that later, but that's what's her name's husband. Um, yeah, the the diner owner's yeah. husband who was in jail. Yeah, so I'm like, this is all weird. So he shoots him, and then Leo is like, was he like also paralyzed everywhere? Because it was like he was kind he was, of he he had brain damage brain from being shot, so he could still move. But he was he in a wheelchair. Could, he was kind of catatonic. Yes. And so Shelly had to take care of him, Shelly and Bobby. They moved him in, and they were like, they thought they were going to get some big check every yeah. month. Be- but they didn't yeah. realize they would also have medical bills. Yes. And he's like, literally, they're having to feed him, and he'll spit it out at them, yeah. and they have all these issues. And then it, it basically causes a strain between the two of them. But multiple times, too. And I knew, I just knew, because it was getting, the, there would always be creepy music. And there was a time, like, they were, like, making out on the table, and then he moved, and she saw it, and they freaked out. Yeah. And multiple times, he would, like, random things would happen, and he would move. But, I mean, sometimes it was just, like, reflexes and whatever else. So, uh, there's an episode, like, maybe, what, four? No, probably four or five to the end that you didn't warn me about. Mm. And Shelly's, like, in her house. And Bobby had left and whatever. He hadn't been around. Because he was tired of taking care of Leo. So now there's like weird music and the lights are flashing. And Shelly gets up. And she's like, Bobby, this isn't funny. She's like looking around. Mm -hmm. And the lights are flashing. So she goes in and looks in a bed. And there's like a dancing, singing clown or something in the bed. And I was like, "I, I, I, I don't know if I should. And first of all, this was right before I went to bed. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so then, sure enough, she's like, Leo. And she goes in and there's the wheelchair and she walks over to it and the, just his blanket is on it. He's not in the wheelchair. Mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> and she looks over and there's a picture of him standing there. And he has like the birthday hat on. <laughs> and I think maybe he was supposed to have cake on his face, but I took it as clown 
makeup and I turned the TV off instantly and didn't even wa- I mean, that was, it wasn't the end of the episode. But I knew I had to go to bed and I was like, oh my God. And I turned it off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look. So needless to say, Leo became mobile again. Yeah. But then also kind of still a vegetable, but kind of not. Right. Because the other dude who also didn't make any sense. Yeah. Because he kidnapped him. Cooper. I just yeah. don't know. So the funny, so he, like he attacks, so Bobby shows up and they try, and then they chase him off. And then he's in the woods and gets kidnapped by a new guy who just, <laughs> yeah, who also puts a shot collar on him. Yeah. And, and that guy had unlimited funds and unlimited disguises. Exactly. He could, he could disguise himself as anyone. He and, was the log lady one time. Oh, he was. Yes. That's how he got into the thing at the end, yeah. right? So I have a question about, like, maybe they thought that Twin Peaks was going to keep going and it just got canceled. Because at the end, I couldn't really tell if that was supposed to be the end or... But did you see Leo had, like, the box of spiders that was attached to a string that he was holding in his mouth? No. Oh, that I was don't like, remember that's that part. A, It was, like, the very end. And then the guy, the creepy guy who dressed up and then went to the pageant or yeah. whatever left him there and he's sit they show leo and he's got a string in his mouth in his teeth and it's up strung around and there's a giant box of like tarantulas so if he like lets go of the string oh my god it'll land and he's chained up on the floor yeah so it'll break and they'll get on him <laughs> we never found out what happened because he just that's where they left him i was like i think that they I'm didn't so know confused. they were being canceled i, I think you're they correct. do end on a, a cliffhanger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, which we're not going to tell you what we the cliffhanger is, but it does end as if they're going to come back. Right. And then they didn't come back until 2017. And I legit was going to, as soon as it was over, I was going to text you and I'm like, I'll just wait till we talk about it. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> T-F. Okay. Well, um, let's keep going. Okay. Sorry. Tangent. Um, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. We can skip all over if we want to. It's our show. too, And it's just like this show. Twin Peaks. All over the place. And Agent Cooper, so at first we don't realize that there's going to be, like, supernatural elements to this. Mm-hmm. And then Agent Cooper has, like, these really weird methods that he learned in Tibet or whatever. Yes. Like, he's going to discern who the killer of Laura Palmer is by throwing rocks at bottles at in a the bottle. woods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who let you be an agent? Right. And they're like, read off the first suspect. And then he throws a rock at a bottle. <laughs> yeah. well, I love, though, how many donuts are in mm-hmm. the first season. Like, yes. there's always donuts. Lucy's always bringing them, like, five dozen donuts. Right. And there's three cops. I was going to say, there's not many cops, and there's a whole table full of donuts. Yeah. I was like, there's oh, dear Donuts God. everywhere. And, and the donuts the are woods. just sitting on the table, too. They're not in boxes. No. They're, like, piled up on the Pals, table. they are out in the woods. <laughs> They've got a big chalkboard yep. and a, just a table full of donuts. It's awesome. Um, also, everyone... Everyone in this show is cheating on someone. Oh, for sure. Except for, sure. for Agent Cooper, he wasn't getting any. But no, Audrey was uh, was quite enamored with him early yes. on, and then he like what she was too young, but then he falls for Annie instantly. That was it. So what happened was what happened. Laura Flamboyle was dating Kyle McLaughlin. Um, oh, yes. They started dating during this show. Okay. And so Agent Cooper was supposed to have a romantic thing with Audrey, mm. who BT dubs 
when it's not the 90s uh-huh. is totally inappropriate <laughs> because she is in high school. Let's not forget. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it was the 90s. It's still inappropriate. Uh-huh. So um, he was supposed to have a romantic thing with her. But Laura Flynn Boyle did not like Sherilyn. What's her name? Finn. Yeah, she didn't. Those two didn't get along, mm. and also Laura Flynn Boyle was like, "That's my boyfriend. He's not having a romantic anything with anybody," and she threw a big old fit about it. Wow! And so he was not allowed to have a romantic theme with anyone. Although she got to. Yes, that's what I don't with, understand, and I don't know if it's because of who it was because he did have the thing with mm. Heather Graham, yeah, or if it's you know that she didn't want him to be with anyone but mm, interesting Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle has been known for odd behavior interesting so. good to know and then they broke up <laughs> eventually <laughs> they're like this is over so that's why all of a sudden that storyline just stopped mm-hmm. which interesting. was odd. that was very odd um so there's all the little red room sequences mm. so Agent Cooper has these dreams where he's in this room with red curtains and there's a there's a little man I wrote, dressed in a red I suit. wrote the sentence down. Oh my god, why am I watching a weird version of English? <laughs> it's not a weird version. I of didn't my- realize that when I wrote that until of course cuz later you I I get now that it's he's yeah. talking backwards. They're all talking backwards. Yes. Walking backwards. They're doing everything backwards except for Agent Cooper who's doing everything normal mm-hmm. and he's dreaming about this guy and Laura Palmer oh. and sometimes the giant is there because there's a giant that yeah. comes and talks to him in his room yeah he first comes to he his hotel room information yeah. yeah which some of the clues I don't remember if they ever happened no and doesn't there's a time when he sees in his dream that Laura tells him who killed her yes so he gets a lot of information, and the giant tells him a lot, too, yeah. or, like, random things that will happen. And at first, he's just like, none of this makes sense. But then later, something happens, and he's like, oh, that's what the giant told me would happen in my dream. Yeah. And I love how everybody listens to him, and they're like, oh, really? Like, what now? They don't. No one thinks he's crazy when he says he has these dreams. Yeah. And especially... I don't know. I think uh, Harry sometimes is like, hmm. Yeah. But he's his friend. That's true. So sometimes, like, when you say stuff, mm-hmm. and you're like, I am going to go now because I have to go live with Mike Nesmith yes. um, in California right now, yeah. then I just kind of go, okay, yeah. Do you need me to help you pack? You know? Exactly. That's yeah. probably how Harry is. That's true. He's probably like, I'll just go with it. Yeah. I'll he's like, okay, it. so... I mean, Harry doesn't want to do it anyway. He's like, I yeah. don't, I'm not going to figure out who killed her. Yeah. We've got this big agent from the FBI. Mm-hmm. And in the end, one of my favorite scenes in the whole show, in the end of season one, everybody's getting shot. And mm. Agent Cooper gets shot in the last scene. He opens his hotel room door and he gets shot in the yeah. stomach. And so then the first episode of season two, and I had to play this part twice because I kept laughing. He's lying on the floor. And then the old guy <laughs> who works the hotel comes in with his room service because he had ordered like warm milk or something and he comes in with it on the tray and he's like, and he's laying there shot. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, where do you want your milk? And he's like, <laughs> can you just put it on the table and can you call the doctor? And he's like, I'll call him. And, 
And the guys and the deputies on the phone, because he had just called Agent Cooper before he got shot. Mm. So he's like, Agent Cooper, are you there? And whatever. So the guy goes over, he puts it on the counter or on the table, and he hears the phone, he picks it up, and and then he puts it on, he puts the receiver in the cradle, and then it's like not on right, so he fixes it, and I'm just going, oh my goodness, what are you doing? And then, and then he's all like down on Agent Cooper, he's like, I hung it up for you, and he's like what? And he's like, I hung up the phone, I hung it up, and he's like, did you call the doctor? And the guy's like the phone, it's hung up. And he's like, he totally okay. wasn't paying attention. He's and like, I'm just like, oh, geez, dude. And I'm like yelling at the TV. Oh, it's so funny. And the whole time I'm like, how is he still like with us? If he's, if, I, don't I didn't know. real, of course I didn't know. He didn't have a bulletproof vest on. He did. He said, but he's, told, he's bleeding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he kind of got like right at the edge there. Oh and my he's God. Like, and the guy uh, like bends over and has him sign his receipt for the milk. Oh, that's right. And then, and, then he, <gasps> and then he's like, says something to him and Agent Cooper's like, okay. And he gives him a thumbs up and the guy keeps coming back and he's so weird. And this happens again and see like later. Uh-huh. Where that he guy just, <laughs> like, he's just like, hey, that is the best scene in the whole. He's like show. awkward, doesn't know. And there's a lot of doing. funny moments like that, like when they, uh, the sheriff and Agent Cooper, they go to visit Ronette, who we never get an update on until the end of season two. Mm. She's she was with Laura when yeah. she was killed. Um, they go to visit her in the hospital, and there's like stools there, and they can't figure out how to get the stools to go up and down, and it's. We never hear about Ronette again. That's true. Like, I swear until later, so they're many... like, so remember Ronette? This is her. And yeah. we're like, oh. I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, at times I would just forget things. And I was like, I don't really know what's happening. And then the fact that Squiggy yes. was in <laughs> twice. First like, he was selling like wheelchairs yeah. and medical equipment. And then he was the choreographer for some right. reason. For the end of, yeah, for the Miss Twin Peaks contest or whatever. Oh my God. Which was strange. Very. Um, oh, and then Leland, who is Laura Palmer's dad. Dad, yeah. She, or he believes that Jock murdered her. Mm-hmm. So he kills her. And then everybody is like, well, he's just sad. And then they let him go. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. So many, oh my God, yeah. So many weird, weird things. It just gets tedious after we find out who the murderer was. I have all respect for the show because it's a super cool, innovative yeah. show. But in the, the end of the second season, feels like every scene is being written without any consideration for the scene before or the mm-hmm. before or after it. It's yeah. just like, well, we feel like we're going to do this now. And yeah. Like, what ended up happening to, um, is it James, who was also dating Laura, ends up dating Donna? Yeah, that guy on the motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. So, he and Donna had a thing forever, and then early on, it was like, I mean, it was like this big, weird thing that he was in love with both of them while Laura Mm -hmm. was still alive. But then he can't handle it anymore, because then he decides that Laura died because of him. Yeah. And he... And then Laura had an identical cousin. Yeah. (laughs) identical cousin and you're fine so yeah that was interesting she shows up and then there's like a moment of like a an eye uh what word am i looking for a uh eye contact between the two of them when donna walks in and she mm. loses her mind and runs off and 
But then he goes off on his bike and meets the lady. The rich lady. The rich lady whose car broke down, who basically also kidnaps him, kind of. And then, I don't... I think he's there willingly. (laughs) Well, yeah, but he is. (laughs) But then her, quote-unquote, brother tries to kill him or something. yes. And they had a plan. Yeah, her, quote-unquote, brother cuts the brake lines on her husband's car and frames him. James yes. for his murder. And why was that? Did he think he, they were going to get all the money then cut from her husband? Is that what it was going to be? I just don't even know. And then he came back with a gun, so they were going to have to kill him too or whatever. It was and very much like with... the plot of Tommy Boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because Tommy he's Boy. not really her brother. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Yes. <laughs> that was the whole, yeah, that was the whole distraction. So, man, I don't know. I told you, don't watch the last episode right before you go to bed, which I made the mistake of doing. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm up for the night now. Yeah. I, okay, so funny story. I watched that this morning and finished it off. So I was like, okay, yeah, I can see this. And then today, I had to go to work for a little while so I could bring some food over here for us to have for dinner. And the place I work uh, is all dark and no one else is there because we're not especially on sunday we're not open and i'm in the kitchen by myself and i what was that what was that <laughs> and i had to walk through twice at the dark so i had to go get something out of my car and it's oh, all dark no. and we have like a statue in there of like jack daniels or something and i was like huh? <laughs> and i was like oh my god i shouldn't have watched that episode today i'd be in, in the dark and all by myself in a big giant place i was like oh my god anyone walking backwards yes oh my god it was that was creepy that was it's an amazing scene it is but the last literally the last 10 minutes of the last episode and i know our listeners can't see my face but you can i was like (laughs) yeah just total shock which is good because there were multitude of times I would be looking at my phone because i was like because when i got confused and lost on certain scenes with Mm -hmm. the side characters i was like but that, yeah, definitely held my... And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? What's-? And it makes it so much worse that it didn't come back because they ended it with this amazing scene mm-hmm. and the music during that scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, that's it. I know, and then I was like, what? That's it? And I'll- I get it because things get canceled. And yeah. so that, to me, clearly is what happened. But I was like, oh. But I couldn't watch about half of that sequence because of the strobing. Yes, that was hard to watch, actually. So, I, I don't know how it is on a 90s TV. Same with when they TV, were... But on my TV, it was way yeah. too much. Even that happened, too, right when they were at the contest, the Miss Twin Peaks contest. Yeah, there were kinda. a lot of times where there was strobing, and I had to... Yeah, I, I can't do that. my yeah, eyes. Makes my eyes hurt. To go like, oh my gosh, I, I would kind of peek every now and then and be like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can listen. You know what's going on. True. He True. runs into Laura. He runs into everyone's, like, doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and all changes up, and then you're right. The speaking backwards thing is just <laughs> makes it so creepy. It just makes yeah. it so, yeah. And it makes everyone move all weird, and yeah. it is like a nightmare because nobody's moving the way that people move. And then I'm trying to figure out. In the it was at the very last episode. It happened to three different people, including Agent Cooper, that their hands started shaking randomly, including some yeah. random lady at the diner. Yes. What was that? And then I like we never got an explanation. So I was like, "What? Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I assume it's aliens. Because oh. what's his name? James's dad. Not James. Was it? No, Bobby's dad. The the colonel or whatever. Mm. He, he had found aliens. 
That's, That's what was going right. on. That's right. And he was all jacked. I, yeah. And he didn't have any role, really, in season one. He was no. just, he just had, like, Places. a speaking part. Yeah. And then he gets kidnapped by aliens. I got kidnapped. Didn't he get kidnapped by aliens and also by the weird guy who was playing I, chess with Cooper through yes. the newspaper? Well, that's what I was wondering about. And then the guy, or, you know, the creepy guy who had Leo, right? Because then they were in there and he was, like, up on that's a dartboard. Yeah. 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 He's the one who was trying to play chess and... Yeah. Which, so he's playing chess and, like, if, if one of Cooper's pieces gets taken then that guy kills somebody Mm -hmm. but you're a killer so you can just kill whoever you want you don't have to and who was the guy who ended up in the big giant chess piece who died that was just an extra person that just okay they were like let's add this character so we we can can kill him him off okay great again i was like I'm like, I'm so confused. This guy has so many resources for making costumes and giant chess pieces. Yeah. By the way, Agent, Agent Cooper has great aim because when they had to open that box, they thought it was a bomb. Yeah. And yeah. it said, pull here. And he tied caution tape to a rock. And right. then they ran away and he shot the rock off in the first try. And I was and like, I was you like, know what? There's a lot of caution tape there. Just like make it longer. Yeah. And then pull, pull it. it from all the way over. And I'm sure you have some in your sheriff truck. Yeah, that was. Well, and I love how they thought it was a bomb, and they all got close enough to caution tape it off. Right. Like, no one's bomb's gonna put a really big perimeter out, and yeah. Oh, I love it. I love the feel of the show. It's just like it's very mellow. It is. Um, but sometimes so much so that I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened to me a lot. I can see where people were really like really loved this show when mm-hmm. it was on, and it was. Interesting, and I wonder if I would if I would have watched it younger, if I would have been way more intrigued. Like, no, you don't understand the show. If you'd never seen anything like that, yeah, yeah. it would be really and different. It's I think week by week, so you're waiting mm-hmm. to see what happens next week. Right, not trying to watch it all in a couple all in of a weeks, few days, yeah, because you started late. Mm. But that's fine. It is. So right now, you can actually buy uh, the Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, oh. which was written by David Lynch's daughter Jennifer Lynch. It was released during the show. It's the diary, you know, mm-hmm. that she, she had. And uh, it's recently been re-released in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Hmm. So check that all out, all you cats and kittens. I do have a question, though. I need to know if this was ever addressed or if we figured this out why. But remember, at the very, very beginning, when they find Laura's body, and then they find the letter R under one of her fingernails... Okay, so, yeah, this guy, this person, this entity took the time to put... Because that happened again letters, later. But, yeah, they never said what it was spelling. Okay. I, that's what I was wondering. No, they got, like, three letters down. And, and then, then it must like, have just been, yeah, if the show had gone on, we'd maybe have we'd no get explanation. one every year. And we'd find out eventually that it was something. But there are people who know... A thousand times more than we do. There True. are whole websites. There are whole communities. There are people who know mu- as much about this show as we know about the monkeys. And uh. can tell you all of the nuances and all of the things. Okay. And we've probably just stepped on. They're probably all, listening to this. Yeah. And they're shouting. their foreheads like, I cannot believe yes. these girls are talking like this. They are, they are shouting at us right now. And, you and know. I feel bad. But I, and I'm not saying, I'm, I, I can see the intrigue. Mm-hmm. I just, I I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't focus 
on it enough and it did it was very distracted by the amount of storylines that just didn't seem yeah I couldn't kind of I I yeah it was it was hard to follow at the beginning but I you know I got to know who the killer was and then Mm -hmm. after that I just kind of lost interest yeah I was like meh I still recommend it me too I would say for sure yeah and I recommend that you watch Firewalk with me uh, I will have to. I'm not requiring you to. Okay. And we did not watch season three, which was filmed in 2017. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's just available in streaming. I'm not sure. Is it like the same actors? <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. We didn't even go over any of the part where there's um, a brothel. That's true. <laughs> Which That's is in true. Canada, by the way. That's true. I guess the only part about that that really stuck out in my mind, it's called One-Eyed Jacks, yeah. is the fact that Audrey, who's in high school, mm-hmm. goes to work there, mm-hmm. and then her dad visits the brothel, mm-hmm. and she finds out he's there, and she has to hide, and he's mad, and she gets in trouble, and there's, like, this big old thing, and all she does is, like, hide her face and whatever, mm-hmm. and then he gets called out somehow, and it was almost this big deal, but I was like... And then it wasn't, and yeah. then later in season two, he's completely forgiven, because mm-hmm. he's the owner of the brothel, Yeah, and then she forgives him, obviously, probably because he had that weird breakdown, and then she's fine with it, and then... um and then we find out when Billy Zane wants to take her off, in his, or when he's leaving in his plane, we find out that she's a virgin. Right. And she, uh, yeah, he, she fell for him pretty quickly, considering how enamored she was with Agent Cooper. And then all of a sudden, she's in love with him and chases Billy Zane. she's down. a lonely girl. Because in the very beginning, I hated her so much. Yeah. She was like she's, hanging around. Yeah, bratty and weird. And mean and always trying to set people up. And she's always looking in and that weird she peephole. she have a brother with special needs yes. that we also never heard about ever again? And yeah, she was, he came she, up. He was sitting there at one point during the Civil War scenes. Okay. And she would have, she had a secret room that she could like peek in when he was seeing the doctor. Yes, that was built into the out. hotel and her dad didn't know about right. it. Right. That it was that's how peeping she found out that that doctor office. was Laura's doctor too. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's how she found out. That um, her dad owned the brothel because she went to work at her dad's store or something. Yeah, he owned like a store, right? And she went to work in the glove department or the perfume oh, counter. Oh, she yeah, she blackmailed somebody to let her work yeah. there too. About, and then yeah. the guy who is from so many things that I can't remember, um, who was her boss. Mm-hmm. He was also the one who was recruiting the girls to go work at One Eye Jacks. Yes, that's right. And she was like, you're going to let me, or... And she, whatever she blackmailed. Yeah, she blackmailed them. It's so weird. And again, there's then there's the whole Miss Twin Peaks thing at the end, which every woman of every age, apparently, can also be in. Yeah, and, uh, and everyone, like, a bunch of those people had decided the day of that they were going to be in yeah. it. And then they all had costumes mm-hmm. and choreography. You're like, hey, I might as well enter. And I love how, like, pregnant Lucy was in it. Yeah. And she just, and then the teenagers. And Annie, who's lived in the town for 15 minutes, wins. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a boy who Ian, what's his name, was... Um, like a foster parent yes. too or big brother and, and then, then they he's like he oh, killed his parents? I think he killed his parents and we never really find out and then it's like <gasps> what? <laughs> Wait, what just happened? 
I feel like there's lots of mysteries that would have been solved in season three. I think so. I think so. So, yeah. And maybe oh. they were solved in the season we didn't watch. I don't know. Could be. Could be. We, I, I'd actually love to hear from some diehard fans of this I'm show. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure we'll mad get, at us. I'm sure we'll get emails. Please don't be mad at us. Maybe we'll just have an episode where we read angry emails we from fans of Twin Peaks. Of Twin Peaks. I like it. I like it. Because <laughs> we appreciate y'all. We just, we're just we not there with you. But I I can guarantee that there's a lot of you who don't understand our love of the monkeys. <laughs> Many other Maybe things. there's people that don't understand my love of friends. I'm sure you're done. Some of you might not be, you might skip over the Dallas episodes. I mean, there's, um, we got you. So uh-huh. we understand that everybody has their niche and that they, you know, you, I think it has to hit you at a certain time in your life. I think that's, that's what happened true. to us with the monkeys. So I, I feel like there's, maybe that's, what it is for some people so yeah. if you're diehard we'd actually love to hear from you because yeah. i'd love to hear your your take on the whole show because maybe it'll make me think of it and want to go back and be like oh wait let me check that out so i mean it's not super necessary that you explain things to us yeah. that we don't understand because yeah. like we've watched it yeah <laughs> yeah but if you want to send angry yeah. emails go ahead and send sure. them to tv tangents at gmail.com or you can look us up on the Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Let us know what let all us, the things we did let wrong. Let us know what we missed. All right. Well, theories. this week's episode is brought to you by the Double R Diner. You'll just die for our cherry pie. Woo! All right. Let's yes. wrap it up. Wrap it up. Clink. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.